Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. This is Big Bad Bud Norris, and you're listening to Section 336. Hey, this is Kevin Gosman. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. Hey, this is Jay Gibbons. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Merry Christmas. This is a fun Christmas edition of Section 336. Yeah, do you know what someone said to me the other day? What'd they say? We were talking and, and you know, we, we parted ways. This is at work. And, and they said, as we were leaving, they said, merry and happy. And I was like, <laughs> I walked away, not realizing like what just took place, merry and happy. But I guess it's a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, wrap up into one. Or with Happy a Merry Hanukkah. and Happy. happy isn't Happy Hanukkah? But well, I, don't, I think it's Hanukkah Happy Holidays. Past, I think Hanukkah. Okay, Happy Holidays. Along with Merry Christmas. Uh, so, so, Merry and Happy. happy. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like that. I'm, I, now, like whenever I shake people's hands and leave them, I say Merry and Happy. You're not going with the uh, uh, with the war on Christmas. <laughs> gonna, gonna, the the happy's replacing uh, Christmas. Is that still a thing? Am I? I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. 
Because when I say Merry, I'm acknowledging Christmas, but I'm also acknowledging Happy. Oh, I gotcha. You're saying Merry like M-A-R-Y, like Mother Mary. Oh, I wasn't thinking about that, but maybe. Do you think that's what they said to me? They were referencing Mary Magdalene? Right, exactly. They were congratulating you on the happy birth. Yeah. Of Mary's birth. No. I I didn't. We had. um, I don't know. I've never heard Mary Happy. Mary Happy's weird. Oh, really? I kind of like it. I'm going to go with it for now on. We had a. We had uh, at school, because I'm an educator, I teach at a high school on the Eastern Shore. And we had a character day. We had like a spirit week, and each day was like Christmas theme. And we had a, a character week. And I did. I had one person, well, two students in my class. One of them dressed up as Jesus. The other one dressed up as Mary and was carrying around a baby Jesus the entire class. That's and I weird. felt uncomfortable with both those scenarios. Yeah, you don't teach at a private school. No, I teach at a very public school. That's very weird. Yes, and I didn't know how to handle it. All I could, <laughs> the only thing I could think of is one of my favorite lines from The Office of All Time is when it was Phyllis dresses up at Santa and Michael Scott gets mad and so Michael right. Scott dresses up at Santa but Phyllis is winning and then Michael Scott dresses up as Jesus and comes out <laughs> and then uh, what's the HR guy name who he hates? Toby. Toby. Then Toby walks out and Michael Scott says oh it's the Antichrist <laughs> and that line always makes me fall over and laugh. I think that's calling Toby the Antichrist. It's probably my favorite line of all office episodes. But yeah, a, a merry and happy to all our listeners. And this is yeah, a very, very merry and, and very happy considering for Baltimore sports fans considering our uh, situation right now. Yeah, of course. I mean, we we, we went out to uh, LA and beat the Chargers. We got to talk about that. Then the Steelers lost today to make things even more merry and happy. Yeah, I know our intro video is us walking to Camden Yards and sitting in our seats at Camden Yards. Yeah. But honestly... I mean, there's not much Orioles to talk about. We still don't have any more coaches. Uh, Brandon Hyde's there. I did watch a hot stove. He was on the hot stove show where Brandon Hyde said uh, he doesn't like the word rebuild. And then I was, I thought he was going to pull a Dan Duquette where he said he was going to say, I don't like the word rebuild. I prefer retool. But that's not what Brandon Hyde said. He said, I don't like the word rebuild. Brandon Hyde refers to the word compete. So he prefers compete over rebuild. But that's enough of our Orioles talk. We have a ton of Ravens to get to. Because uh, we're coming off one of the biggest wins uh, since I, I I can't even remember the last time we had such a big and important and dominant win like yeah. we did against the Chargers. Yeah, and everything's kind of going up Ravens after last week where we won, but still everything fell the opposite way against the Ravens. This week it all went Ravens for the most well, not at all. The Redskins could have won Saturday for us, but besides yeah, that, the wild card it worked out well. Us. The division, I mean, we've got good control of the division. Um, but I guess there's no – do you want to start with talking about the playoff picture in the future, or do you want to talk about Saturday night? Because Saturday night was exciting. We need to talk about Saturday night on its own. Okay, yeah, we can talk about Saturday night. I just want to make this one comment about the playoff situation. The Ravens, when they were at, on November 4th, when they yes. lost to, to the Steelers before the bye week, they had a 4.7% chance of winning the division. A 4.7 chance 4.7. going into the bye week. All right. Now, as long as we beat the Browns, we're going to win the division. So, a uh, pretty stark turnaround. And all because Lamar Jackson became the quarterback. Josh, Lamar was fantastic on Saturday. 
even you have to admit that Lamar Jackson was great. Lamar Lamar Jackson was good. He was great. They, they controlled. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna say great because they didn't score touchdowns when they should have scored touchdowns. But they controlled the ball. Um, he did okay. He had one fumble, which is expected. He's a rookie. I'm fine with that. Um, so he does a good job of recovering and getting his fumbles. Um, but I'm not gonna go with great because they didn't put money points up on the board. They put enough to win. But uh, the the thing that was great on Saturday was this defense. This defense can, is unstoppable. But yes, yeah. Lamar was good. Well, and, and, and he had flashes of greatness. Yeah, I mean, I would say threw for over two, two, 200 yards, which is the first time he's did that. Had yes. His highest QB rating of 101.3 was his rating according to, I don't know, NFL.com or whatever. Right. Um, and then he had actually had his fewest rushing yards, only 39 rushing yards. Um, but he did it more with the passing game that, of course, that big pass to Mark Andrews um, that really changed the game. I felt like every time he needed to step up, he did. Yes. Right? It, it did feel that way. And he feels like Lamar Jackson, to me, feels like, here's what I'm most excited about Lamar Jackson. I watch um, Kirk Cousins a week ago lose a Monday night. Play. He's like 0-8 in Monday night games or something. Kirk Cousins. And Lamar Jackson's like the opposite. Like Lamar Jackson seems the kind of guy with the bigger the stage, like the 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 the, the bigger he rises. And this is a Saturday night game where the Ravens were, you know, the only game on. Right. And everyone was watching. And Lamar Jackson, when we really needed him to, was at his best. He seems like a guy who, you know, there, there's some players who just kind of step up in big in big situations. And Lamar seems like one of those guys. Yeah, he is, and um, we talked about wanting a playmaker, and Lamar is totally a playmaker, and he, he did step up. The defense did as well, and I, we got to give the defense credit, but let's focus on Lamar. Lamar did uh, everything he was asked to do, and as far as passes in the middle of the field, his passes in the middle of the field look really good. So I, I can't take that away from him. Every game he looks like he is improving as a passer. Yeah. So is that I'm, Christmas music playing in the background right now? Oh yeah, it's been playing the whole song. You really? like that? I don't know. It's a little bit distracting to me. You want to turn it off? I can turn Could it you, off if you'd a, like. Yeah, it's a little bit distracting. I th- I thought you would enjoy some Christmas music. Yeah, it was just like. All right, we'll go with the you and me. It was just soft enough to be like, that's like it's like in the car, you know, when you have the radio on, but it's so soft that you really can't hear what they're saying. Oh, uh, see. But it's enough just to be noise, and then that like that's like the 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 volume that I can't stand the most. Gotcha. Either turn it up so I can hear it. Or turn it off. I thought I thought I had it at a good volume that you couldn't hear it, but it would come out for everyone else. Yeah, well, it was a little bit uh, too high. In fact, I, like I turned my volume up, my volume up to be sure, like maybe it was my laptop. I was right. hearing things. Yeah, but no, uh, I, I appreciate your effort to make this I, a Christmas. Episode I, I'm trying. Christmas. I've got no Ravens Christmas stuff. We both put on Santa hats. I've got I got the little tree with the Oreo ornament. I've got no Ravens Christmas stuff. I realized. Well, let me go with you just because, and we'll get back to the Ravens defense after this, but top three Christmas songs. For me, here's the order. Top three? There's top three. Oh. Number one, Christmas Shoes. You know that. No, that's crap. Christmas You're Shoes. You're not serious about that. I'm 100% serious. And people laugh at it, but yeah. I think people laugh at it because it tugs their emotional heartstrings, and you laugh when you can't cry. So that's number one. Number two, Dominique 
the entire the Italian the donkey? donkey. Yeah. Hee haw, right. hee haw. This the is like a joke. Christmas this is a donkey. joke list. And number three, any song that comes from the Billy Gilman Christmas album. You know Billy Gilman? The country singer? Yeah, that thirteen year old boy country singer. Uh well that was about ten years ago when he was thirteen. Maybe maybe longer than that. Uh maybe like fifteen years ago. But yeah, anything from his album uh was would be my top Christmas. What, what what's your favorite Christmas song, Josh? Um, uh, see, so you didn't give me any time to prepare for this. This is like a my, common question that everyone should know. Walking, you ask anyone walking down the street, and they immediately right. tell you, uh, "Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you." My favorite Christmas, Christmas song. Shoes, but my favorite yeah. song is "Joy to the World." It's Joy simple. The world. It's simple. It's classic. That's my favorite they, Christmas song. I don't know song, two and three, but okay, I, I that song I like, doesn't play enough on the radio. Well, no, it doesn't. It's definitely a church song, not yeah. a not a radio song. And Christmas uh, shoes doesn't play enough either, by the way. Yeah, because it's depressing. <laughs> and not... Dominic the Italian donkey is not depressing at all. But that but that doesn't play enough either. Oh, uh, you know what? I just realized I do have one Christmas Ravens thing. I am gonna grab it. Are you just gonna sit there? Or are you gonna talk? Okay, no, I'm sorry. I'm distracted because we Why got are you our... distracted. Our fantasy. We got our league. We got our league fantasy championship game going on, and it's just it's been an unbelievable matchup. And in the fantasy fantasy championship, they got uh, Mahomes is on the one team and Hills on the other team, and they've been going back and forth all all game. And it's been an incredible turnaround. And the guy who had Patrick Mahomes was was set to lose. He was a ninety percent chance to lose three minutes ago, and now he's projected to win. So it's been a crazy fantasy. But but by the way, and I, I hate talking about fantasy in this podcast. Because it's like people who talk about their tournament teams all the time. It's right. obnoxious. And I got people I follow on Twitter who give me constant updates on their fa- fantasy football team. Hey, guy, I know you're in the championship. Congrats. I don't care about your freaking fantasy football team. Nope. Stop tweeting. This is why. This is exact. Can I, can I say this? Group chats. Group chats on the, on the, cell, on the cellular phones. Group chats um, are perfect for fantasy football. Okay? Not yeah. Twitter. Twitter is not perfect for fantasy football. Group chats with other people in the Who fantasy are in football the league, that league. Care. yeah, that's that's why that's where you go with your comments. You don't go to Twitter with your fantasy football comments. That's it. I'm done talking about fantasy football. But Josh, uh, by the way, in in our league, old boys are projected to win now and beat Chris, I, which I is an it. amazing turnaround. I got it right in front of me. Um, it's point six. It's point six of a point difference. And you know who is? Uh, you know how we were talking pre-show about. About who is gonna who's gonna win and how we thought that congratulation text came out early. Yeah, someone congratulated text yeah. about five I minutes did, left to go of the game. It's a way too early congratulations. I, I did the text. I did the research. Yeah, who was it? The person who was losing the game, who was behind. He yeah. threw it out there to try to jinx it. Some mind move. games. It's yeah. some mind games going on. He congratulated the guy before he was gonna take the lead. Yeah, Tight right now like there. there's, there's literally—is that game over? Is that the the game over yet? A minute twenty. Okay, because there's a point six difference in the fantasy. That's and the, and the and the Chiefs are in the red zone. It says. Yeah. So this this whole but, this whole today yesterday it's been really exciting football. Great football. Um, baseball. We and we're baseball guys. We're baseball guys. But baseball, the last couple of days of the season are sometimes exciting, but it's not like this where the final two weeks it's almost like the kind of March Madness type thing yeah. where you're working out scenarios and anything can happen. It's kind of crazy and wild. It's really like NFL for all the criticisms, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, 
whether it's Kareem Hunt and other abuse issues, whether it's um, the, 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 the head trauma and concussion stuff, despite all of that, they got a good thing going on because it's a freaking entertaining sport. And these this week and next week is just going to be crazy and awesome and unbelievable. It is. the Somehow, the way they do it in the playoffs and the standings, it, it does. It extends that playoff picture into weeks 16 and 17. They do a great job with it. Uh, I, we yesterday, defense, though. Yeah, so yesterday with the Ravens game, the pregame show where everyone picked the uh, Chargers, Chris Every Rose. Every single person. Let, let's call him out by name. Steve Smith, uh, Michael Irving, the Ladanian Thompson, and the guy from the baseball show. Yeah, so all picked. All right, so I want to talk about the guy from the baseball show, Chris yes, Rose. With Kevin he, Millar's partner, I call yeah, him. I don't yeah, know what it is. Chris Rose. Is. I like Chris okay. Rose. I think he is funny on that show. I don't know what that's called on the MLB. Baseball Tonight? No. No, that's MLB, not what it's called. Around, not around the horn. No, um, it's a newer show, a newer yeah. name. You're naming old names. I don't know, but it's Kevin Millar and Chris Kevin Rose. Kevin Millar and the it's other It's on guy. the MLB yeah. Network. I like it. It's a good show. It's a good show, yeah. Uh, he mentioned, he talked about this matchup in regards of the postseason. And in football, do you call the playoffs the postseason? Like, I feel like postseason is a baseball term. I never hear the NFL postseason. Uh, have you? I mean, I hear NFL uh, I playoffs. Don't... Yeah, playoffs. I, yeah. I mean, sure, yeah. it's still the postseason. And you'll see, I did have one Ravens thing. I had this little snow, Ravens oh. snowman I brought in. Nice. If you nice. remember, this guy was uh, some good luck for us for some many years when we would watch the Ravens games at the old home until we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, yeah, Josh, I never heard it called the postseason. But but then again, um, the Ravens spring training um, – at that point, we never would have thought Lamar would have gotten to this point. I, th- I was throwing out another baseball term. Right? I got you. Training. I got you. Uh, you see what I did there? Yeah. So, but whatever, playoffs, yeah. Yeah, and they brought uh, – Yeah, there's no – there's no. Uh, I never thought uh, Lamar no was going to come out of, out of the bullpen. postseason? <laughs> right, it's exactly. Playoffs. It's playoffs. So, but, yeah, we've seen – we saw Lamar come out of the bullpen and fill in for Joe Flacco and take over as a starter and the team – the team's exciting, yeah, and the team's focused. And even the post game show with Lamar and Weddle on there, what they keep talking about the Browns, looking ahead well, to the Browns. As far not, as a, not not Weddle, but Lamar did. No, yeah. Lamar, Lamar, yeah. and for a rookie quarterback, that's what you want to hear from it. Whether it's true or not, that's what you want to hear from it. That he's not paying attention to anything else. Yeah, Jackson. So he had uh, the right answers. He's got a right answer. He he looks good in all aspects, and what what he says off the field, his demeanor on the field, he, he seems like the real deal. But the story of, and you're right, Josh, you opened with this. The, the story of that game on Saturday was the Ravens' defense. That was freaking 2000 type performance. That yeah. was something special. Um, we've had a pretty good defense the past several years. One thing we haven't had, like in 2000, when we had Chris McAllister and Dwayne Starks and and Rod Woodson and Ed Reed, we really haven't had the secondary that we had that we that we had back there. This secondary um, with with Humphrey. Um, and and Jimmy Smith and Carr, who opened the game up with an interception. This secondary is so good. Yeah. Uh, to go along with our line and and good and good linebackers, this is just a complete team. And a lot of that you don't even see on TV when you're watching the game because Rivers can't throw because he can't find anyone open. So he's yeah. throwing it underneath because that secondary is doing such a good job. And the knock against the Ravens going up into this game 
has been the turnover battle. And we're yeah, we were the turnovers. second fewest tur- turnovers we've gotten in all of NFL. The only team that was worse at right. tur- turnovers was the 49ers. And, right, and they've seemed to fix that the past couple weeks, getting two interceptions and a fumble return, if I remember correctly. Yep, two interceptions. Right? We started the game with interception. We ended the game with interception. And in the fourth quarter, we had uh, the fumble that Tavon Young returned for a touchdown. Right, Peanut knocked it out, and Tavon Young picked it up and went. Yeah, I tell you what, is it uh, Darius Smith was in the backfield all day. You saw his jersey Smith yes. over and over again. Yeah. And and your boy Peanut also was in the backfield all the time. For a guy um, who was not impressive. I don't right, he's not a starter. But yeah, he's he was not a guy there. who was ne- we never talked about Peanut here before in the podcast. No, remember even Bowser got in on there on a sack? Yeah, even Bowser was or there. Yeah, it was it, it looked like a like just complete team effort. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was impressive. Um, Jefferson went from made a couple mistakes, but then he ended up having a huge positive game. Yeah, he a got, couple bad fouls at the end of the, uh, the first half, but right. but, but yeah, some big hits, great, some great tackles. Yeah, so it was just a fun Ravens game, and uh, we've been talking for weeks before this about how Ravens weren't fun to watch, and that was the funnest game of the season. It started out on a bang with that interception, and it felt like the energy never quite went away for on the Ravens side. Yeah, I. They they have made me a believer in this defense. The and you're right. I mean, I would argue there's been exciting plays since Lamar Jackson has arrived. But that defense, if we can get turnovers too, like because the, the problem with this team, with the problem with the Ravens, and we know this, like the Ravens aren't designed to put up a ton of points. It's not their mo. They're going to run the ball. They're going to control the clock. They'll make plays when they need to. Um, but if they can get turnovers. Uh, especially if they can turn uh, get turnovers that turn into points, that's what that 2000 Ravens defense did. Because 2000 Ravens defense knew, hey, the offense isn't going to score a ton of points. Yeah. So we need the defense needs to handle this. And if this defense cannot just play great defense, but also get the occasional turnover, then like we are a legit Super Bowl contender. If our defense is just good but doesn't get turnovers, then our offense is what it is. We're, we might be a playoff team, but I don't know if we're a Super Bowl contender. But the way we played against the Chargers. We can beat anyone. We, we, it looked like we could beat anybody. It really it, did. It was it was the best game they've, the team has played as a whole all season. There was so much talk going into the game about uh, excuses the Ravens could have with travel and the timelines it, that worked out. And they uh, put all that to bed real quick. We never do well in prime time. Took care of that. I mean, the, fact, the stat that's – when I look at this defense, the stat that I keep getting blown away with, is we've played 15 games. Yesterday was the fifth time this season that we held the opponent to their season low in yard, yards and score. Oh, really? Yeah. Five, five times this season we've done that to the opponent that we faced. Yeah. So that means we are the toughest team that they're facing out there. And now we get another challenge with the Browns, who beat us once, and the Browns have been playing really good football the past few weeks. So it's scary – but this yeah. defense is scary. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a it's it's going to be a, a a good game again. Like, I'm sorry, I'm riding high right now. If we play the how we get against the Chargers, the, the Browns, I know they've been playing really well, but the Browns aren't going to be able to run with us if we play like we did against the against the Chargers. Of course, there is like the inevitable letdown that comes after a big win. Yeah, and there's also like the the flashbacks. The deja vu all over again, uh, right? That's that's the Bengals. What happened last year? 
like you can't help but kind of think about we were favorited to win that game. We were we we, we were the favorites, um, and we somehow right. blew it at the end. Though what happened against the Chargers, the defense finished the game. This is what we've been cl- complaining about the Ravens defense all the time. They're yeah, really good, but at the up. end, at the end, they usually don't finish it off. Mm-hmm. Like the Chiefs, they couldn't finish that game against the Chargers. They they finished that game. So I, I'm optimistic against the Browns, but you're right, it's a divisional opponent. And we saw what happened last year. So Raven fans are going to be nervous and skeptical, and 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 we're going to be nervous going into it. This is not like a, a guaranteed win by any stretch of the imagination. It's going to be a, a tough game. Um, but if we play like we did on Saturday, we're, we're, we're going to take care of business. Yeah, and can I look past the uh, Browns for just a moment? Because the talk is that if we win the division, like we're set up to win now by winning out, that there's a really high chance that we're going to be playing the Chargers in week one of the postseason. Yes. We're going yeah, to we're the fourth postseason. seed and they're the five seed, yeah. Um, in the playoffs. And I'm really, really, really curious to see how the Chargers adjust to Lamar Jackson. We've never seen a team face Lamar and then face him again. Yeah, sure. So every team that we've been facing, it's the first time. And – the way the playoffs are lining up, once we get past the Browns, I mean, it's beside the Chiefs and Chargers we might face in the playoffs, but it's going to be new faces still for some new faces still for Lamar, and I'm curious to see how that affects as far as this whole storyline of of can this last? Is this is this offense sustainable? I think a test like that it would be a big test for this offense. Yeah, because there, there's two things that people say that. For why, and you are definitely counting your your eggs before they oh, hatch. Totally. Is, I told you just for a moment. No. I wanted to look past the Browns, but yes. But 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 it, it's a fair point because we're told that this offense is isn't sustainable for two reasons. One, Lamar Jackson will get hurt. To, will get hurt if he keeps on running, which right. I don't know if that's true or not. And two, because he actually because Lamar Jackson I think um, does a pretty good job. He's not a great slider, but he does a good job avoiding the hit, avoiding major contact. And sometimes I think if you're running and you kind of see who's in front of you, you have less of a chance of really getting hurt than if you're just standing behind the line and you really don't move very much and you get blindsided or something. Right. So I think there's something to be said about the way he moves. I agree. My concern on that is more of not that Lamar will get hurt someday, but just if he is, how can you run this offense without him? Yeah. So the second thing that people say is not sustainable is because other teams will adjust. So you're right. right. It'd be curious to see how the Chargers adjust. But the Chargers, I was told by you and other people that they, with Derwin James and yeah. their fast defense, that this would be the team that shuts Lamar down. That's what we and thought. It, and not, and not fairness, the team that like, he gets his 200. They, they did contain the running game with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but, uh, but, I mean, Gus Edwards. For, a 44-yard um, run to start the game with Gus Edwards? Yeah, he had like 14 carries almost in the 90 yards range. So, I mean, so a running game was fine. Lamar Jackson did not run all over. He had a couple big runs. Yes. Um, but he didn't run all over them. Um, but he did it more with his arm. Do you think – how much of that yeah. do you think is Lamar growing up and Lamar becoming, every time we see him, a better quarterback, a better passer, and not just a guy to that thinks of it with his feet first? Yeah, I, I'm not sure if Lamar's changed anywhere from from the first time he played, and he he says this all the time in his post conference. Like he'll say, "I I I I'll, I'll take what the defense gets me. I'll do what it takes to right. win. Whatever it takes to to get the ball in the end zone and and move the ball down the field." And so I think other teams might be focusing more on cutting off the run game, 
And so I think this is Lamar responding by saying, okay, if you're not going to let me run, I will pass the ball. And so I think this is more his not running more and maybe throwing more has less to do with with Lamar, more to do with other defenses do. The way Lamar was throwing that ball, especially that throw to Mark Andrews, which was the the best throw he's thrown all season. But the way he's throwing that ball in between the numbers, I don't know how you defend Lamar. Because yeah. if, you, if you bring your linebackers inside, he's going to run to the outside. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, and, that's special. And let's be honest. Like, Lamar, it seems like every time he throws a, a good pass, the guy is wide open. And this is understandable because they're, they're focusing so much on the fact that he can run and yes. on the Ravens running game because they run the ball so much that every time they, they're not double teaming anybody. Right. If they're, anything, they're, they're doing zone, a soft zone and focusing on the run. And so, like, Joe Flacco wouldn't find as many open receivers as Lamar Jackson finds just because the nature of their offense and, and, right. and, and the defense. Well, and we, and we talk about this when we get ready for games. We say, all right, our defense needs to shut down Phillip Rivers. If they're going to beat us, they're going to do it in the run game. And that's what defenses are choosing with us. They're saying, we're going to shut down the run game. And I, I would, too, if I was playing the Ravens. Right. And say, I'll right. make, Lamar, beat make, Lamar, make Lamar throw the ball. The thing that's been impressive is Lamar's been throwing the ball. And he got his 200 yards throwing. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's been a nice kind of progression in, in his throwing, right? Like, um, he had a good game against KC, threw for 147 against KC, threw 131 against Tampa Bay, and then threw for 204 against against the the, the, the Chargers. So he's getting, he's getting it done. But this is um, in an unconventional way. Uh, but kudos to Lamar Jackson. Kudos to John Harbaugh. And I want to touch on this too, Josh. John Harbaugh, what was on Friday evening, news broke that John Harbaugh, oh, yeah. who we did not, we weren't sure if he was going to come back next year. Yeah, talk about this. And on Friday, before the Ravens beat the Chargers, on Friday, it was, it was, I don't know, it was this a a leak? It, it, no, or whatever. The Ravens or was this announced on, by the it Ravens? Was, it was a 7 p.m. tweet from the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that's it's, they announced uh, tweets. The, Saying Twitter. that, what the, but they haven't extended him yet. But saying that they were working towards extending John Harbaugh. Yep. Yeah, so exactly. for me, the not the fact that John Harbaugh would be back. I mean, that's a little bit surprising, but not really. What was really surprising is we still haven't made the playoffs yet, and on Friday the playoffs were very much in question. So it was a little bit surprising. It was a lot surprising, actually, the timing. I didn't really understand uh, the advantage of releasing it on Friday as opposed to waiting to see how the season plays out and then making your announcements. Uh, Josh, your thoughts on John Harbaugh being extended? Uh, well, of course, let's talk about the timing. I was, I was curious about the timing, and I wondered how much of the timing had to do with uh, the fact that I think it was that morning Mike Preston put out an article about how John Harbaugh will be gone and a couple of days before, Jason Lockenfora was Jason Lockenpaka. Yeah, was, he was put that, out that that yeah. that he would be gone. They're, they're parting ways, the mutual parting of ways. Right. So I wondered how much of that had to do with the uh, Ravens just being like, you know what, we're tired of this. We're tired of what you guys are writing. Let's just put it out there and and be done with it. So I wondered. Yeah. I wondered that, if that's the a timing weird thing to do, though, right? To say personal. we're tired of people writing about it. So let's just just. Yeah, it just the timing seemed weird. But after what the Ravens did on against Saturday, like shoot, yeah, extend John that. Harbaugh for the rest of his freaking life after what they did on Saturday. Well, here's exactly, and here's why John Harbaugh 
got his extension. Short week. Good. 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 We got to fly six and a half hours out here to the West Coast. We got a plane with no Wi-Fi. Good. Hell no. Wi-Fi. But, but thanks to Dick Cash, we got a big, comfortable plane. All right, Brandon Carr opens a game with an interception. Mark Andrews scored a 68-yard touchdown. Tucker kicks the 56-yard field goal. Darius has a fourth quarter sack. Peanut has two sacks and a forced fumble. Tavon Young, fumble recovery for a now I know that that happened that that clip that I was playing is from Saturday night obviously right. after the extension but what that shows me is that John Harbaugh's players love John Harbaugh when they fired Billick it's because there was lots of talk and all rumors and everything that Billick lost the locker room John Harbaugh has not lost the locker room his play the players love playing for John Harbaugh and they're winning football. That's why he got. That's why he got the announcement and the extension. Yeah, man. I mean, on Friday I was about because you know they often say good for things that are bad. So on Friday I was like, Ravens extend a mediocre head coach. Good. good. Yeah. Um, but 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 you're right, Josh. And he's he's he still has the team. And and John Harbaugh, like I feel like each coach is kind of different. And John Harbaugh is the kind of guy that he doesn't call offensive plays. He doesn't call good defense. He doesn't call defensive plays. So as long as he has good coordinators around him and he's just kind of like the head guy, I mean, the things I love about John Harbaugh is is I love he seems to be a man of integrity. I love the like his messages are always about football, but they're always like bigger than football, about life. And I love John Harbaugh's messaging and I love his kind of bigger picture stuff. Um, and as long as he gets really good people running the offense or running the defense. Yeah. And that's why I think we've seen this change this year. Dean Pease is gone, right? I, I think that's helped our defense. It has, and definitely. So, and so as long as he puts good people around him, I think he has a chance to be really successful. But I, I like I, a lot of people are giving him credit for turning this offense. I mean, this, to his credit, right, going from Joe Flacco, whether it was forced upon him or not, and it was forced upon him due to injury, the fact that he turned this team around and was willing, like a lot of coaches aren't willing to do this, willing right. to kind of change his offense around, willing to let his offense coordinators do their thing and whatever ro- role Greg Roman had in the two. And like, willing to, like this has to be one of John Harbaugh's, if not John Harbaugh's best coaching job of his career. Yeah, you went from one of the uh, most pass-happy team in the league to like the lead in run, lead in run, lead in running team in the league for the past few weeks. Yep. I mean, you you, you completely you change your changed offense. your offense with the same players, all based on the injury of a quarterback. That is some great head coaching. And yeah, I know, even even like the, the willingness to do that, right? The the, the yeah. willingness to say, hey, uh, we can do this a different way. Because that's why I love coaches who coach to the their box. personnel. Coach yeah. who don't who don't have like a set code. Here's how I do it but who look at their personnel and say, okay, how can I best win with this talent? How can I best utilize this talent? How can I put these players in a position to be most successful? Of course. And that's what John Harbaugh has done. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what it is. Is This year, even if they don't make the playoffs, let's say they lose to the Browns and they go out 9-5. and five, it That was, would be outrageous. It would be outrageous. 
but it's still been pretty amazing what he has done this season with this team. Yes. And as a head coach, I'm sorry, but there's reasons that as soon as news came out that John Harbaugh and the Ravens would be splitting, the next news you heard was John Harbaugh and the Packers or another team because he would in, you release him, he's instantly the top of the available uh, coaching coaching options for other teams. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, kind of like Andy Reid. When Andy Reid let go, then went to Kansas City and turned that team around. Yeah, but I, I mean, Andy Reid's gotten to Super Bowls. I don't think Andy Reid's ever won a Super Bowl, though. I think, and uh, no. Harbaugh's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He is. I mean, I mean, a coach, yeah. not a quarterback. Yeah, but that's like saying Joe is your Super Bowl winning quarterback, and now he's on the bench. I yeah, mean, but, that, you know, but that's that was a yeah. while ago. It's a while ago, but it's also like. And the truth we, is, we still have endless respect for 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 Joe Flacco, right? Right. And wherever we go, Josh, I know this is true for you, probably more than most, but it's true for me too. That wherever Joe Flacco goes, we're going to root for him. Yes. And one of the reasons I'm going to root for Joe Flacco wherever he goes is because he won a Super Bowl for us. And like, if he didn't win a Super Bowl for us, I don't know how. Like, if 2014 never happened, or not 2014, I'm sorry. If 2012 never happens, no, what's the year? I'm, I'm blank on the year. Yeah, 2012. You're right. 2012, I'm sorry. I said 2014 because that was the last time we made the playoffs. Yep. But 2012, if that doesn't happen, I, I don't feel the same way about Joe Flacco that I do, right? Because right. that matters. Like, yeah, there's lots of talk about all the Harbaugh haters, the Joe haters. I always like to point out that we haven't – we've been to the postseason. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going with postseason because of Chris Rose. We haven't been to the playoffs since uh, – or the Super Bowl since 2012. Yeah, but we, oh, haven't, the Super Bowl till 2012, we haven't won the Super Bowl since 2012. I've only yeah. been in playoffs once. When you got to look at, that is a high standard that we are holding these guys to. We yeah. won a Super Bowl six years ago. How many other teams have won a Super Bowl within the last six years? Last 10 <laughs> I know. years? You I know, of, there's yeah, teams. True. Think, think about baseball. We haven't seen a, a World Series in a long, long time. Yeah, and we're upset that the Ravens haven't won the Super Bowl in six years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's true. Um, there's a high standard, and that, that's a good thing, right? Like that's where you want to be. It reminds yes. me of like on the Patriots after what after they lost to the Steelers last week. A lot of people are talking about the Patriots' downfall and how the kind of the the Patriot dynasty is, is kind of over. And then I saw today that today they clinched the AFC East or whatever for the tenth straight time, and so which is an NFL record. And so their downfall is them winning the AFC East, but because they didn't go, whatever, 14-2 and two or 13-3, and three, the Patriots have fallen off, even though they still won their division again. And so I think those high standards, uh, you're right, Josh, uh, they, are, they are a good thing, and, and the, we do. We, we, we hold our Ravens. like We expect to be in the playoffs every single year, the and we Eagles, expect to be competing for the Super Bowl every single year. The Eagles, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Seahawks are the only teams that have won the Super Bowl since the Ravens did. Yeah. That's it. So the rest yeah. of those teams are worse. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> thing that really, though, Josh, the, the playoffs, yeah. Without going to the playoffs, that that's that's and and, 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 the, and last and season time, being one game behind, team. yeah. In that time, you've been a five hundred yes, team. Essentially. you have, but you've got to also settle down and realize that you can't you can't be there every year. We had a great success that built up to that Super Bowl, and let's hope that this season and the, the switch to Lamar 
is another string of good, successful years where we get to go to the postseason and that, and then maybe make some something happen. Yeah, I saw our, our friend of the show, um, um, Stan the Fan, he was upset that John Harbaugh extension. And, and one of the things his point was, okay, so if you're extending John Harbaugh, even after we've been, you know, essentially a 500 team since 2014, what, what you're essentially saying is our, our being mediocre was not John Harbaugh's fault. So if it's not John Harbaugh's fault that we're 500, then it's, you know, it, it, it's the front office's fault. It's Ozzie Newsom's right. fault. And so you're kind of switching the blame to Ozzie Newsom. You're not. How about why can't the fault be the players? Why can't the fault be Joe Flacco? Why can't the fault be uh, all the receivers that have dropped balls? Why can't the fault be Bashard Perriman sucks? Yeah. Why can't the fault be what happens well, in between the lines? Well, Josh, if because someone drafts, uh, yeah, of course, yes, someone puts them in a position to either be successful right. or not successful, right? But it's not one person's fault. A mediocre team is not caused by one coach. Yeah, and I think, I mean, honestly, I think it's possible, and this gets a little complex, but I think you you don't want to oversimplify this issue, and like you can have a good coach, and you can have a good good GM, and your team can be five hundred. Like yeah. all these things can be true. Like you could have all these things happen where just things don't work out, not because the coach is bad and not because the GM is bad, but because other factors, right? Whether injuries or other stuff happens. And so like you can criticize both John Harbaugh. Like if you're looking for stuff to criticize for John Harbaugh, you can find those things. If you want to look back back at the most recent drafts and find stuff to criticize Ozzie Newsome, you can find those things. Um, but at the end of the day, I think – our management's fine. I think our coaching's fine, and I'm I'm happy. I'm 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 happy, especially after what happened on Saturday. I'm happy to have John Harbaugh back, and I, I like John Harbaugh, and I um, I'm glad the Ravens are sticking with him. And do now, not, if Sunday goes goes south, I will change my comp- opinion completely. All right, of course you will. I know you like to flip flop, but do not compare John Harbaugh to Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. And there was a lot of that going on in the past couple of weeks. Where Marvin Lewis, much different coach, much different team, and a team that uh, he has not had success with that team, though he keeps getting opportunity after opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's the anti-John Harbaugh because that team is undisciplined. That right. team like kind of attracts bad character people. Um, and, and I think John Harbaugh has worked hard when he got here he to get house. rid of those type of players. And to and to put his type of players in there who are more better character guys, um, and and the other thing about that is I, I think Tomlin might be the more appropriate comparison, but even Tomlin for the Steelers, he's had a lot of locker room issues yes. that just the Ravens hadn't had to deal with, and so um, yeah, I, doing those. Comp- I mean, John Harbaugh is unique because he's been with the Ravens for so long, and this is uh, you know the NFL stands for not for long, and and so it's kind of unique that John Harbaugh has been with the team for so long. But it's kind of amazing that he still has a locker room and he still has the players' respect and all this stuff. And he still has had a lot of success even being with the team for this long. So it's really it's a testament to John Harbaugh. Right. All right. So if I'm getting this right, uh, you have flip-flopped since all the text messages you sent me on Friday night. And you are now on the Harbaugh's worth the extension. Is that what you're telling well, me? Well, first of all, a flip-flop is, is, is a dumb thing to say, Josh. Here's what happens. 
you the get Raven, new information. The Ravens won new information. You, new information happened they, they as in the, the Ravens won a Saturday. And I just – I still think – I still think that the timing yeah, was horrible. doesn't make any sense. Like if you told me after, after this season when the Ravens made the playoffs – that John Harbaugh was extended, Forget. I would not. I would not be upset or have I any totally concerns. Agree. But you sitting on Friday before they even are guaranteed, far from guaranteed in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to have problems with it. And if the Ravens lost on Saturday, this would be a different conversation. I'd be saying like, what are the Ravens no, doing? I agree. Bringing back a, a back a coach who's, who's led the team to mediocre performances. But the fact that they it. beat the Chargers and they're going to win the division as long as you beat the Browns, I'm all about John Harbaugh. All, right. all about the Ravens. So new Let's information. Go. Yeah, new the, information. The timing was totally weird. I was out shopping when I got the news on Friday night, and then I texted you about it uh, because it was it was a weird timing to come out at seven o'clock on a Friday night. How much better would that have been handled, and how much better PR would the Ravens have gotten if they released that at midnight last night, or they released it today right after the Steelers lose or something? I don't know. I mean, I, I would think it would make more sense to release it. After the season, if yeah, of the course, sure. But I mean, even after tonight's game, like I don't, even after Saturday night's game, I, I don't really get it. I don't get it. But whatever, uh, whatever, it's fine. Hey, there's yeah. there's one of the, one of the comment I want to make about Saturday night's game. Yeah, I want to say that um, Philip Rivers, <laughs> cry he, baby, he brings a whole new meaning to the phrase "cry me a river." Right? Have you ever yeah. seen a football player? who cries so much after every single play. It did seem like every – well, and it seemed like it was more than Phillip Rivers. It seemed like it was a lot of his team. Oh, it, oh the whole team. It's contagious, right? They, they've taken after their their, their quarterback. It, it felt like watching watching them, and I know you, you don't watch this a lot, Josh, but it's like watching an NBA game. It was like watching an NBA game because in the, the NBA, this is how it happens. They cry after every single play that they haven't gotten the call or they should get the call. Philip Rivers was was literally. I saw tears going down his cheeks because he didn't get the call that he he thought he should get. Right, and some of the calls were a bit ticky tack. I don't like offensive pass interference. I always, I, it's got to. I feel it has to be blatant for game. you to call that. Yeah, but 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 whatever. And and their their penalties did happen. I feel like in the first half, especially at crucial times. Yep. But man, Philip Rivers cries so much. It's pretty amazing. Give give that guy a box of tissues, please. He is Philip Rivers. Freaking, we 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 really don't we don't we don't we don't do this anymore. But Philip Philip Rivers is the strawberry of the week. Yeah, he is. He is, and uh, yeah, if Bert was here. He could give him a strawberry. Uh, one more item with the Ravens is that this Browns game on Sunday has been moved to four twenty-five. Do you oh. care? Do you care at all? It's not when 1 o'clock Steelers, When did the Steelers and Cincinnati play? 1 o'clock. Oh. So, so the good thing is if somehow the Bengals pulled out a miracle and beat the Steelers, you could just sit down and rest some guys. Yeah, the other game that might have some playoff implications for us is the – Potentially it could be the Texans versus Jaguars. When yep. is that game happening? Uh, I believe that that was 1 o'clock as well unless it shifted. I'm going to pull it up right now just to verify. Because well, that would – if that's the case, then I, I like how we're sitting because then we can kind of see how this plays out and inform us. Yeah, it's, um, I don't understand why they moved it. You think you would leave it at one o'clock to keep the pressure on both teams? Yeah, Josh. Yeah, I just pulled it up, and you can verify this. But I have the Bengals and, and uh, Steelers at four twenty-five too. Yeah, that, I, I, you are correct. That did that just move too? Because I looked, I looked all of these up earlier today, and they were all one o'clock games. Josh, Titan, you know Titan, what? Titans you know and Colts crazy. play at eight twenty. Yeah, do you know what's crazy? 
And, and they must have moved them all because normally there's two 425 games or two four, four, four o'clock games, right? Yeah, and now they're all 425. There's two. There's yeah. There's there's what one, two, three, yep. four, five, six. I just seven, pulled, I just eight, pulled it up. The Steelers game was flexed also. Yeah, eight, Why would you do that? Games. Why would you well, flex the Steelers and the Ravens if they were both already matched up at one o'clock? Why would you change them to the four o'clock game? I think they're moving all the playoff implication games to 4 o'clock. You think just straight across the board? Let's I see. Think if they have playoff implications, you're moved to 4. All right, so let's go through the schedule next week. 1 p.m. is uh, Dolphins-Bills. They're both out, right? Yeah. Uh, Falcons-Bucks, both out. Yeah. I think Cowboys-Giants. The Cowboys, I think, are in. I, I, see, I don't know about the playoff implications for this one. Like, they're in, but I don't know if they can. Right. Can the Eagles still touch them for the division? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't um, – I'm not sure because the Eagles – did the Eagles win today? I don't remember. They did, yeah. All right. And then uh, Panthers and Saints is at one. Jets and Patriots at one. Jacksonville Texans is one. But, yeah, 425 is the Eagles-Redskins. That sounds like a game that matters. Well, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, the Eagles are a game behind the Cowboys. And that probably has playoff implications as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Scott mentions it's a playbook out of the MLB. If you remember, MLB does that where they ship, they put all the one game 162s all at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. which was, has been awesome. And yes. it led for that one magical night yeah. uh, for baseball. And I guess it makes sense. I just hate that. It's, I guess, you know what? You shipped it at 425 because um, I bet some of these games are on West Coast. So you're trying to match up uh, West Coast and East Coast games, both hitting at one at 425. Yeah, I think it's for playoffs. Though. I think that that's pretty cool. I, I actually I like, actually like that. that. I I like that. Um, it means we're gonna have to grab a second TV and grab pull a second TV down to Dad's to get the red zone on at the same time as the Ravens game because there's a lot of 425 games that matter. Yeah, it's gonna be so, insane. It'll this be gonna be it's gonna be wild. I'm pumped for it. Let's go. Yeah. Now we just got to get through Christmas and uh, another work week and a weekend, and we get it in a week. Well, we work week for you. I'm, I'm an educator here, so it's not a work week for me. And I only work. You, yeah. I only work on Thursday, Friday, so a short work week. Oh, that's nice. A lot of Christmas stuff to deal with tomorrow and and Tuesday. Yeah, just to deal. With, yeah, to deal with the Christmas stuff to deal with. Well, just got to get through the holidays. It, deal it, with well, it. In-laws tomorrow, and then uh, I work like a seven-hour shift at the church. You know, Christmas Eve is pretty big uh, pretty big for people going to churches. So I got to run the sound system. Uh, I gotta Will there be some for... joy to, to the road play? Uh, yeah, it's the last song of the service. And there's three services tomorrow night. I have to run the 6 o'clock, the 8 o'clock, and the 11 o'clock service. So I think that's Could I make a personal request for home Christmas after shoes Christmas. to also be one of the songs played? Christmas shoes? Uh, it's a little yes. too late to get it into the playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can get it. Uh, you know what? I can get it for you on Sunday uh, or Christmas morning when I see you. I'll get you some Christmas shoes. Okay. Because I think there's some religious stuff in there, right? Like Mama meets uh, – does Mama May, meet Jesus in that show? Yeah, Mama's going to meet Jesus tonight. Tonight? Yeah. Because yeah. I want her to look beautiful if when Mama she meets, meets Jesus. Jesus tonight. Yeah, if yeah. she dies, yeah. she needs some that, fancy shoes. That exactly. should be at church. Yeah, that, right, that should be played in church. Right, because that's right out of the Bible. Make sure you're wearing some nice shoes when you meet Jesus. Well, it's a nice um, – I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they, they dress people up when they die. 
So I think that's that's uh, I think that's not just I think, I think that's, that's across the board. You dress up nice when you when you're buried. Uh huh. Right. I no matter know. where you're going, whether you're going to heaven or hell, you, you dress up get, nice. You want gotta to have nice. some shoes. You gotta have some nice shoes. All right. Uh, there's no Oriole news this week, right? There's been nothing. I haven't. There's seen literally anything. nothing. There's no, nothing. There's literally, literally nothing. We yeah. still have zero coaches. If the if the well, that was the one. Today, the one news was that Brandon Hyde said he will reach out to Wayne Kirby and uh, existing coaches. He's at least okay. open to the idea of bringing back the same. <laughs> That's funny. That's what Mike Elias said before he started firing everybody. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of is. Get out of here with that. He nonsense. did say he did. What did Mike Elias say? Like I value. I need to learn from the people who are here. I value their yeah. opinion. I'm going to fire Brian them Graham all. Fire the next day. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So. But 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 he does like at this point most teams already have all their coaching staffs. So if he wants to bring in new coaches, I think he's gonna have a little bit of a hard time because Maybe most so. coaches already have a job. Maybe so. But, yeah. But oh, and Manny Machado met with the Yankees and the and White the Sox and the Phillies, and so uh, they the, said he he might sign sometime after the new year. Yeah. So. Exciting. We'll get to see him at pinstripes. Yeah, so nothing usually happens at Christmas. There's no signings, no baseball stuff, right. really. Where after it's exci- Christmas, after New Year's is when stuff starts to happen. Right, and that's why it's really exciting to have the Ravens now. Yeah. And the Ravens, Ravens playing really well. Yeah, because the next big news for the Orioles would be who's managing at AAA. That's going to be the next big news. Yeah, you're right. Which is not that big. Yep. No. All right. Well, this has been two. I mean, the Ravens played last night until what, like twelve, twelve midnight. Midnight. And now tonight, our podcast has gone until twelve twenty a.m. It's too late. I'm nights usually for at you. nine o'clock bedtime, guys. So this is really I'm, my my whole schedule is out of whack. All right. Well, yeah, but we had to wait for all these football games to end in order to record. Yeah. I mean, how I glad are you that we didn't record this morning or yesterday last night with yeah, the, we without knowing it, the outcome of the Steelers game. Yeah. Yeah, we decided not to because there's there's too much going on here. Though we were going to go tomorrow morning, but but we changed it to tonight. Yeah, and I uh, got to send someone a message. You know what happened? Uh, I approved some last minute Christmas uh, get together with yeah. uh, Mandy's family without looking at my calendar, which had the podcast recording tomorrow morning. So then it, we had to shift to uh, whatever today is Sunday night. But hey, this yeah. means this means this podcast is out on Christmas Eve morning and ready for you to listen to while you're out doing your Christmas shopping. Yeah, because that's what I do. And this weekend, I went to the mall and did my Christmas shopping. Yeah. And the mall, it took me 30 minutes to find a parking spot. But I love it. This is what Christmas is all about. It's about people being stressed out. It's about fighting for parking spots. It's about overcrowded malls. People walking the wrong way. I don't know why on your right side of the mall you walk this. You walk a certain way, right? You have people coming the. You know, one the side of the mall way. is for walking that yeah, way. Yeah, like traffic. Other side of the mall is for walking that way. People break this rule all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, stop. But I love it. It's, it's people I was, upset, people stressed. It's I, The holidays are awesome. I was at GameStop yesterday. Nice. And I was waiting in long line. Long lines, I bet, right? Oh, yeah. Nice long love line. It. I was waiting Christmas. in line. Uh, just enjoying, enjoying time with my girls, waiting in line. And this guy yeah. comes. this guy comes in, and he looks at the crowd. And then he just yells at the cashier from the front door, where is the line for me? Because I just want to pay for this and get out of here. I don't have any yes. questions. I just got to pay for this and get out of here. Yes. And we all just look at him because obviously we all just want to pay and get out of here as well. But I just turned to uh, Emma and said, 
I, I dare you to yell. That's what Amazon.com is for. <laughs> because yeah, it's not that's the guy get a lump of coal in, yeah. in his stocking. And that's that's what I love about the holidays. I love people yelling and stressed out. I it's like my favorite time. I like the crowds. I like I, I like that people are out shopping. That people are thinking of others. I like all that. But if you're going to be out there and grumpy about these crowds and grumpy, then it's your own fault for waiting till the last minute. See, I like I even like the grumpiness. I feel like that's part of like the Scrooge character. Okay, is part of Christmas too. And I also like schedules become with you know with being married. Schedules are impossible. Trying to figure out you know when to go to mom's and the in law. Right. Schedules are insane and impossible. Yep. That's why we're um, recording at midnight tonight. I love that too. It's it's chaotic. People get upset and hurt. I, I love yeah. it all. It's fantastic. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a we. It's all. It's it's a it's a holiday to celebrate uh, the birth of Christ or Santa Claus. Which is the world. Yeah. And and get together with family and and show your appreciation for each other. And argue and get up upset and get your schedules and get everyone angry and it's great. You yeah, can't just have something out. nice and and you got to have a stressful holiday holidays. I love it, and that's why I just embrace it. I embrace the stress. If I'm not stressed out, I'm not doing Christmas right. It, I do get entertained by by grumpy people. Yeah, well, you're about to see one in a couple of days here, Josh. So <laughs> right, all right. Well, all uh, right, let's get out of here. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all the three three sixers. Merry and happy to Merry all the happy. three sixers out there. Well, uh, see you in the new year. That's right. Hey, I think the new year, right? Isn't that how it works out? Or do yeah, we have yeah, one more? Uh, I mean, if we want, we got to see. We got to do schedules. We got to talk schedules at some point. That's true. Because we could squeeze another one in here before New Year's, but we might not. That's true. Maybe. You know what? Next episode is episode number 300. Yeah. That's I know, but. A lot. Yeah. I know. And I want Burt back for it. So we got to talk to Burt. I want Burt back for 300. Yeah. Or, he's in Florida right now. Right. Or we might save our special 300 stuff for 301. Yeah, that's because true. because we might want to jump on on Sunday night and talk some Ravens Browns. That's true. That's so, true. all right, three three sixers. Uh, well, you got to close it out. Why am I starting to close it out? Yeah, uh, do, do all the usual things and follow us on Twitter at section three three six. Follow follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens. Beat those Browns. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. (laughs) 